Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 8th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace and Our Faith, and I trust that you've been enjoying the series. Today, we're going to deal with part 52, part 52 of the series. If you missed the previous messages, you could just go to wherever you get your podcast, search for Rick Pina, and subscribe to the Rick Pina podcast, or go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina, subscribe to the channel. All those messages are, are made, made available to you for free. Before I get into the message this morning, though, I do want to make you aware of an opportunity. So uh, so now we're in 2022. We started this in 2015. So this year, in about a month or so, we're going to do our seventh annual back to school drive in the Dominican Republic. I shared yesterday in a note uh, that I posted on social media that I know for most of us, especially most Americans, uh, getting your kids a backpack or a notebook or some pencils or whatever, like we don't think we don't give it a second thought. Like it's not a big deal. We just go do it. Um, but for those that don't have the resources, it becomes a major source of stress. And then of course, for the children, if they don't have the tools that they need to get educated, you know, that becomes a challenge. So um, thankfully our ministry uh, is a blessing in this area. Uh, we've been, we started in 2015, giving away 200 backpacks. This year, we're going to give away 600 backpacks. So these are backpacks full of school supplies uh, this is one of those situations where if you can't go and you can't do, you can support those that can go and do, right? So uh, if you would like to partner with us with Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries, I'm going to ask you to please go to ripministries.org and then there's the donate button. Click on that, go to the donate page and all of the donations that you make in the United States are tax deductible because we're a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And then watch this, in heaven, while we're giving out those backpacks, then in heaven, that's attributed to your account. Then there's no difference between those of us that are there handing out the backpacks and you because you're partners with us in ministry. So if the Lord touches you to sow a seed, please do that. Go to ripministries.org, make a donation towards the backpacks. When, when you see the, the drop down, it's going to say back to school drive 2022. Please give towards that. All right. So let's get ready uh, for the word this morning. Uh, this is God's grace in our faith, part 52. And our only boast can be in God. If you're going to boast in anything, the only thing you can boast about is God. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. We've been looking at, at um, John chapter one, verses 14 to 17. We've been also walking our way through Galatians. Um, yesterday, we dealt with Galatians, the end of chapter five. Well, at the beginning of chapter six in Galatians, there's a there's a, 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 a whole conversation that Paul has, excuse me, that, that doesn't line up with this series. So I was led to just skip over it. We're going to go to Galatians 6, 12 and 13. That's really because I'm teaching God's grace in our faith. That's what lines up with this series as it relates to the law and us being under grace and all of that. Y'all ready? Let's get into it. So here's the word. John 1 and 14. The word became flesh. Jesus became flesh. He dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father, 
full of grace and truth. John 1 and 17, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Galatians 6, verses 12 and 13 is what we'll cover today. This is what the Bible says from the Passion Translation. All those who insist that you be circumcised, because it was all about works, saying, hey, if you were not circumcised, now, you know, we're Jews, we were circumcised, now we're Christians, but you were a Gentile, now you're a Christian, you need to get circumcised. They were focusing on works and not God's grace. All of those that insist that, you know, they're making it a requirement for you to get circumcised. They're recruiting you to get circumcised so that they can boast in their own works. They are attempting to avoid the persecution that comes with preaching the liberating message of the cross of the Messiah. See, this is persecution that comes when you just preach grace, free grace, that this grace is scandalous, right? The grace of God is almost too good. Like when you say, no, 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 like, like I'm born again. Uh, yes, I lived my life all these years, but if somebody's at their deathbed and I walk up to them and, and they lived a terrible life, like they lived for Satan all their lives and they may, they could even worship Satan. And, and at their deathbed, I offer them Jesus and they accept Jesus as Lord. And five minutes later, they die. They're going to heaven and you, oh man, that's not right. That's, you're going to give him the same heaven you give me. Yes. That grace is scandalous. That, that grace is, is it, 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 you know what? That is a liberating message. Why? Because it takes the pressure off of us. It's not about us anyway. It's all about him. And so if God wants to accept people into his heaven because they accepted his son and God is good, then God says, don't get upset for me for being so good. The problem is that religious people want to focus on their works and not the goodness of God. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Verse 13, not even those who are circumcised keep keep every detail of the law. They're trying to act like they, they're perfect, right? But they don't keep every detail. They're trying to, act, they're looking down at you because you have this issue with this, but they, they, they secretly have other issues, but they, you know, they're just not exposed, but they, they're putting up this facade, like they're perfect and they're doing everything right. No, they don't keep every detail of the law, yet they push you to get circumcised so that they can boast that you have become like them. So they're trying to make it about them and their works instead of about God and his grace. You got it? So what does this, uh, what does this mean to you today? Yeah, I mean, like, I believe that God hates religion because of this. Like, like someone put in the chat, religious people focus on their works. Religious people are basically what, what religious people do. They're self-righteous. And so God wants us to be delivered from performance-based religion so that we can embrace his grace fully and so that our lives can become about him and not about us. You ready? I have three things to share with you in this morning. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Three things. Number one, here we go. Number one, people who focus on works, they want to boast in their own ability. People that focus on works, they want to focus on works. Why? Because they want to be able to say, look at me. Like, you know, you're not doing all these things. Why? Because I am. Dun, 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 dun. Look at me, right? They're focusing on their own ability. The apostle Paul said, I just read it for you in, in Galatians 6 and 12, all those who insist that you be circumcised are recruiting you so that they can boast in their own works. They just want to be able to boast in their own works. Even like, for example, giving out backpacks. I'm going to use that because I just talked about that. For example, there's some people that say, oh, look at me. We, you know, I'm doing works. I, you know, look at me. We feed the homeless. I feed the homeless. Look at me. We're giving out backpacks. We give food to the less fortunate. Look at me. No, you never hear me talk about like that. You know, from that perspective, it's never like that with us because it's not about us. So our ministry is like, oh, 
God says, hey, I want you to do this. I say, hey, guys, here's this opportunity. If you want to partner with us, let's get in on it. It's not about me. It's not about us. It's not about you. It's all about him. And so whoever participates in this thing is going to be attributed to our account in heaven anyway, right? But it's all about God. It's all about his glory. We're not doing this for us. We're not doing this to boast in our own works. We're doing this to boast in God's goodness and his grace. God put it in our heart to go be a blessing to these people. Let's go be a blessing. You want to get in on it? Let's do it. Let's do it for the glory of God. See, it's all about him. But religious people want to say, no, look at me. You're not doing it. Therefore, I'm doing it because therefore I'm good. I'm better than you. That kind of stuff. That's crazy. Like in God's eyes, God looks at that like it's ridiculous. The apostle Paul went to great lengths in this letter to the believers in Galatia that we've been walking through, we've been studying. He went to great lengths to take the focus off of you. Put that in the chat. Say, it's not about me. It, you, to take the focus off of you so that you can realize that it's all about him. You can put that in the chat. It's not about me. It's all about him. The The apostle Paul was trying to get you to, to stop looking at you and start looking at God. But he knew that there were people that would fight the message of grace. He knew that there were people that were religious and the religious people fought Paul then. And there are religious people that still fight us today. They're religious people. I remember I talked to somebody when I used to go into the jail on Friday nights. And, and I, was, I said to this person, oh, my God, I went in jail and I, and I was ministering to these people. Oh, my God. And, and, and you could just see I was saying God loves you with this unconditional love. Say God loves me. And, and they say God loves me. I said, say God loves me. And they say God loves me. Say God loves me. And I know it. And they would say, and I said, oh my God, these people, you could just see the love of God filling their hearts, grown men tattoos everywhere. They're crying. They're in these jumpsuits and they're just crying out to God. God loves me. And the person on the phone said, oh, really? That's so, 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 so now you could just go in there and they could just say, okay, God, and then, and then God, and then that's it. And they're good and they're going to heaven and it doesn't matter what they did. And so, you know, <laughs> the person that was on the phone was getting upset because basically they was like, hey, you know, they feel like, hey, I'm good. I'm a, I feel like I'm a good person. Don't try to compare me to those people. Like, I'm going to heaven, but don't try to compare me to those people. Like, like they're, no, dude, what are you talking about? That's what religious people do. The reli Remember when the religious people brought the woman caught in the very act of adultery to Jesus? This is not in my notes, but I'm going to just throw it in for free. So they bring it in and, and they're like, hey, Jesus, she was caught in the very act of adultery. The law says we could stone her to death. What save thou? You know, what are you going to say about it? And Jesus is like, what? It's like, yeah, what are you going to say? It's like, man, you guys are coming to me like you're right and she's wrong. You don't understand the gospel. The gospel is everybody's wrong. <laughs> the, the gospel is not I'm right because, oh, I'm, I'm righteous and you're wrong. That's not the gospel. This is what drives people away from church. Nobody wants to go to a church where you make them feel like they're wrong and, and you're right. I mean, that's ridiculous. And it's not the gospel anyway. The gospel is not I'm right and you're wrong. The gospel is we all wrong and none of us are good. And the only one that's good is God. And God has called us, graced us, blessed us. That's the gospel. And so religious people fight the message of grace. Why? Because they want to focus on their own works. Religious people fight the message of grace. Why? Because they want to say, dun, 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 I'm right. And every, all these other people are wrong. I'm looking down on people. That's religious people. They feel better on, about themselves when they focus on what they do or what they're failing to do. They don't realize it, but they're self-righteous. They are being self-righteous instead of righteous by faith. You got to be righteous by faith in the finished work of Jesus. 
Put that in the chat. Say, I'm only righteous because of Jesus. You got to say, and say that out loud. Say, I am only righteous because of Jesus. See, I'm not righteous because of what I do. I'm not righteous because of what I don't do. I'm only righteous because of Jesus. See, people who are very religious, they love the rules because they like to point out when other people have broken the rules. See, they like the rules because they like to say, hmm, you see? They like to point out when other, they, they do this because they want to cast guilt and shame and condemnation on other people as if guilt and shame are good motivators. Now, I was raised in a very religious church, and I was raised where guilt and shame and condemnation were, were the norm. Like, I mean, like that they, people, they just tried to guilt you into doing things. All right. And, and, and that's not a good motivator. At the end of the day, like, you know, I, I gave my life to Jesus at 23, but before I got born again, and matter of fact, Clarice Burnett, uh, that's on the on the the, the stream, um, she was there the night I got born again. Her her husband, her late husband, preached the message when I got born again. When I, when I came into Christ Chapel that night in Camp Doha, Kuwait, before I got born again, I I, I had spent twenty three years of my life wanting to know God, but I just dealt with religious people, and it was about, about guilt and shame and condemnation, and I always felt bad, I always felt terrible, and like even now, like I, my mother, um. Like my mother won't take communion. <laughs> I mean, like this is ridiculous. Like, like mom and I say, mom, why, why don't you take communion? Oh, because I got a divorce. Oh, so you got a divorce, and so now you can't take communion for the rest of your life? Oh my God, what in the world are you talking about? Like, I mean, that's that's focusing on you and your performance. Listen, I'm only righteous because of Jesus. At the end of the day. Like, like this guilt and shame stuff is, is ridiculous. And the people that, that try to cast guilt and shame, right, because they're putting up this facade, like they have an image of perfection, they're living a lie anyway. They're not perfect. They have a facade. And this facade of their perfection is actually more damaging than they realize. People who live this way, maybe they've convinced themselves that they're righteous. Maybe they convinced themselves that they are doing the right thing. Maybe they've convinced themselves. Like I, I remember when I was in Texas, there was this guy that used to come on on Sunday mornings, his broadcast. I would watch it to laugh, but now thinking, looking back, it's not kind of not funny. It, he would come on TV and be like, you know, all you Baptists, you're going to hell. All you Catholics, you're going to hell. All you know, whatever. And he, they believed that their church was the only church and they were the only ones going to heaven and they were the only ones that was righteous and everybody else is going to hell. These people, I mean, that's not Jesus at all. Like this, this, this pushes people away from God. But the gospel of grace is what draws people to God. They, they, they don't realize that they think they're doing the right thing. And, and what's sad is in their own minds, they think they're right. The apostle Paul says that deep down inside, they're pointing out the flaws of others because they think that's making them right. But what they're really doing is pointing out the flaws of others because they feel like they need to put other people down so that they can feel good about themselves. It's like, I don't need to put you down so I can lift my own self up. Jesus lifts me up. Guess what? We can all go up. And so, so I don't need to put you down for me to go up. We can all go up. And so, so put this in the chat. Say, I'm free from judging performance-based religion. But look, it's not, I'm, I'm free from performance-based religion. I'm free from this judgment mindset. I'm free from having to tear everybody down. I'm free from having to put you down so I can go up. Listen, no, it's not like that at all. This is, this is God's grace and our faith 
It's the grace of God. I'm not here to tell pe tear people down. Put this in the chat. I'm here to build people up. I'm here to be one with another. I'm here to, to, to build you up. I'm here not to tear you down. The, the Bible says that we ought to allow no corrupt communication to proceed from out of our mouths, but only that which is good to the use of edifying, that we may build each other up, that we may minister grace to one another. I'm here to use words to minister grace to one another, to, to build pe people up and not tear people down. And I shared a message a couple of days ago about um, about tithing or about giving. And, um, and I mentioned that uh, I support this particular pastor and some uh, somebody that I know, and he I, I consider him a brother and a friend. He emailed me and he was like, well, how could you support this person? He is a wolf. He's a thief. He is. A, and I'm like, whoa, dude. I mean, this is a, like, why you got to tear people down like that? I mean, like this guy's a man of God. Like, I mean, why? I, what is the motivation? Like, I mean, you think, so basically you're saying you're right and this person is wrong and you're better than other people. Come on now. The closer you get to God, let me just say this. The closer you get to God, the less you think of yourself. If, if, you, if you run into a Christian that's very judgmental, that's tearing everybody down, if they are a Christian, they're a baby Christian because the closer you get to God, the less you think of yourself and the less you're going to tear other people down because you realize how jacked up you are. Number two. People who claim to be perfect are actually people who are being dishonest. People who claim to be perfect basically are people who are lying. The Apostle Paul said, not even those who are circumcised keep every detail of the law, yet they push you to get circumcised so that they can boast that you have become like them. See, J James said, listen, in James 2 and 10, he said, if you try to keep all the law or you just say, okay, I'm going to try to keep the law. And you keep most of the law, but you break one rule, James 2 and 10. If you break one law, just one, you're just as guilty as the person who broke them all. So you can't keep the law. You can't. It is impossible. The only human that ever did it was Jesus. And so, so this is why you can't live performance-based religion. This is why you got to embrace the grace of God to be, become the man or the woman that God called you to be. If you live rules-based, you're going to wind up being religious and self-righteous. And these are people that now, once again, they think they're doing the right thing. They think they're doing right by trying to be right by their works. But what they're doing is they're making Jesus irrelevant. That's what they're doing. If you think you're right by your works, you've made Jesus irrelevant. If you could be right by your works, then Jesus would not have had to die. Jesus died on the cross because we can't be right by our works. The purpose of the law was to get us to the point where we realize that we're not good enough to get us, get humanity to the end of ourselves. The people who are like, hey, they're focusing on and they have this pressure to perform and they're focusing on their performance and their supposed perceived level of goodness. They're living a lie. Uh, this is what John said in first John one and eight. If you claim to be without sin, you are a liar and the truth is not in you. So if you claim that, you know, I, oh yeah, I don't sin. Now, I, now, of course, I'm not saying we're going to be sinless because we're not, but we ought to sin less. Ooh, let me just say that again. I'm not saying we're going to be sinless, but we ought to sin less, right? But if you claim to be without sin, if you claim to like tear everybody else down because now you're right, oh, I don't sin, all these people are sinners. No, the Bible says you're a liar. 
I'm not saying it. The Bible said it. So be honest with God. Be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with others. If you're going to boast about anything, your boast needs to be in God. Your boast just needs, don't be self-righteous. It's not about you. It's all about him. And so you got to be, and let me just say this before I move on to my last point. It's hard to look down on others when you acknowledge how messed up you are. The closer you get to God, the more you realize that you are that you have faults, that you have flaws, that you have failures, the more you realize that you only are who you are by the grace of God, the more you realize that God's goodness towards you is why you are in the position that you are. God, you have been better to me than I've been to you. God, I thank you. Father, I, th I feel the presence of God in that one. Father, I, th I thank you that you have blessed us. I thank you, Father, that you've graced us. I thank you, Father, that, that we're in a, uh, we look around, Isabella and I, and we just give you praise. You you're better to us than we are to you. We can never, we can never earn this. We can never deserve this. We can never earn the, the calling that's on our lives. And for that, we give you praise. We love you. We acknowledge you. We thank you. When you live like that, you can't look down on other people. Why? Because you know that you're jacked up and God is blessing you, not because you're good. God is blessing you because God is good. Put, so if you have if you have something to be thankful for, put that in the chat. I see somebody already said, I thank you, Father. Start giving God praise in the chat. Start giving God glory. Listen, acknowledge that you, you are blessed. If you're blessed, it's because of God. God. God has blessed you because God wants to bless you because God is good, not because you're good. Please don't act like you earned it. Please don't act like you deserve it. Please don't act like you do everything right. Please, please, please stop putting up this facade. Let people know. People need to know that you that you're not perfect. People need to know. People that are looking up to you are waiting on you to acknowledge the fact that you're not perfect so that they can be like, oh my God, if that if you could use him and, and he acknowledged that he's not perfect, if you could use her and you acknowledge that she's not perfect, God, then you can use me. Number three, last point for this week. You are not performing to get God to move. You are seeking to discover and receive what God already did right? There's moves that God already made on your behalf. So I'm not trying to get God to move. I'm trying to figure out what God already did and then <clears throat> believe and receive that by faith. And so I, I'm looking to receive what God already provided. See, God's only motivation towards you. Look at me. Look at me. God's only motivation towards you is not your performance, is not your works, is not your perceived level of goodness. God's only motivation towards you is his love, his grace, his mercy, his favor. God loves you with unconditional love. Listen, it, you could spend your whole life trying to get God's approval, but wouldn't it be crazy for you to spend your whole life trying to get God's approval when he already gave it to you? Get, you're already approved. Say that. Say, I'm already approved. I'm already loved. There's a song uh, uh, on the new Maverick City uh, music album. There's a song that says, I'm, I am the one you love. I'm the one you love. I love that song. You, you already love me. Like I am the one, I already have your approval. I'm not, I'm not trying to earn it. I already, Father, I thank you. I'm already your favorite. I'm already the apple of your eye. I, I, God, thank you, Lord. I mean, like I, I didn't do anything to deserve this, but you you love me with this unconditional love. You bless me. You want, you think about me. Who am I that you think about me? You get up in the morning and you think about, you're looking over me. You're watching over me. You dispatch angels to shield and protect me and my family. You bless me in a way that I do not earn or deserve. Who am I, God? I'm the one you love. I'm thinking about it. You love me and you bless me and you call me and you grace me and I don't earn it. 
I don't deserve it. I could never, I could never be good enough. But Father, you, you, Jesus was good enough for me. For that, I give you praise. And so I'm not trying to get you to love me. You already love me. I'm the one that you love. I'm not trying to get you to move. You already moved. I'm just trying to find out what you already provided. I'm not trying to get you to bless me. You already blessed me. I'm trying to find out what you already gave me so that I can pray the prayers that you already prayed over my life. Listen, it's God's grace and our faith. It's already done. When you live this way, you can enter into God's rest. When you live this way, it's the grace life. When you live this way, you're living by faith and you're tapping into what God has already provided. It's already done. I'm not trying to work for it, earn it, deserve it. None of that. I'm just trying to believe and receive. God, what have you done? What moves have you made? God, what do you want to do with our business? God, what do you want to do with this career? God, what do you want to do with our children? Father, I have a child that's about to go to college. What college do you want him to go to? What, what is it? Father, what, what have you already set up? I, God, it's already, I know it's already done. And so, Father, show us. Where do you want him to go? Show us. What do you want him to do? Show us, Father. And we then we'll pray the prayers that you prayed over him. Then we'll believe and receive what you've already done. I'm not trying to earn anything. I'm not trying to, to be right. I'm not trying to look down on nobody. Who am I to look down on somebody else? Who am I? Woe is me. I mean, come on now. Why in the world would I look down on somebody else when I know I haven't earned anything? God is all about you. I'm looking unto you. You are the author and the finisher, the creator and the sustainer. Listen, when you get to the point when you know your life is not about you, if there's any boast, I felt like preaching in this last point, if there's any boast, you just boast in God. Your only boast is in him. There's nothing. You can't take credit for anything. I'm not, when the spotlight is on me, I deflect the glory right back to God. I'm not a self-made man. I'm not a self-made woman. I didn't pull myself up by my own bootstraps. It is the grace of God, the favor of God, the goodness of God, the love of God. Listen, it's all about him. If I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast in God. Let's close this message out with a declaration. of. I felt it. I, that last one right there, I don't even, I, I barely even used my notes on that last one. I, that was, woo, that was the love of God. All right, I need you to speak this over your life. Let's seal the deal. Say, Father, I refuse to boast in my own works. I know I could never be good enough on my own, but thankfully Jesus was good enough for me. I know I'm far from perfect, but Jesus was perfect for me. I am not self-righteous. I'm righteous by faith in the finished work of Jesus. I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. My boast is in you and what you call me to do. So I refuse to look down on other people because I know my performance did not bring me my success. I am who I am by your grace. I'm a recipient of grace Therefore, I'm an extender of grace. You have freed me from performance-based religion. And now you use me for your glory. I declare that me, my family, my friends, and our community of believers, we're going to change the world. But it won't be because we're good. It will be because you are good and you're doing it through us. So living with this mindset, I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. On Monday, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org. Get the notes for free. Click on the big red subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Remember, 
I started this message with this whole backpack, giving away uh, school supplies. If you want, no gift is too small, no gift is too large. And so if you want to get $5, you can get $5. If you want to get 5000 you can do that too. So go to ripministries.org, click on the donate button if you're led, and make a donation. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I believe that it was. And then uh, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing weekend. I love you. God bless you. Walk in the blessing. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.